Still no offensive coordinator for the silver and black. And we continue to pay attention to what's going on in Mobile, Alabama with the Senior Bowl. That plus a whole lot more comes up on Thursday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast for February 1st, 2024. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. Welcome in Raider Nation to another edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast to get the latest edition of the show as soon as it becomes available. As always, if you're checking us out on YouTube, appreciate it. It's awesome. Show's growing. It's because of you and because of my man Ari. He does a great job each and every day getting us up on YouTube, making sure we're looking good and we're sounding good. So we definitely appreciate him. Check him out on Twitter at Ari Produces. You can hit me up as well at your boy Q254. And we got the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line at 7 707-654-4693. Your calls and texts are coming up in segment number three. Got a ton of feedback. Try to get as much in as possible. Segment number two, my guy Justin Mello from the Draft Network. He was actually a guest on my radio show, Unnecessary Roughness, on Raider Nation Radio 920 on Wednesday. And a couple of the prospects that are in Mobile, Alabama, he talked about on the show. Really good stuff. We actually talked for like 20, 25 minutes, but I don't want to bring you the whole conversation. So a few of the sound bites that he had, a few of the prospects that he was talking about, I'll bring to you in segment number two of today's Lockdown Raiders podcast. Here in segment number one, news and notes of the day, as I always do. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. We'll do it after I tell you about the title sponsor, which is LinkedIn Jobs. They help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So, still no offensive coordinator. Still no offensive coordinator. Still no offensive coordinator. Now that I made a big emphasis about that, there'll probably be an offensive coordinator announced like right now, (laughs) right? That's normally how it happens. But I started to think Raider Nation, and look, this is just a theory. I haven't heard this. I'm not reporting this. This is just my gut feeling. The longer this drags out, especially if it heads into the weekend, or even if it's not done by, well, I guess the weekend, you know, if it's not done by Friday or Saturday morning, I really feel like it's going to just end up being Clint Kubiak. Right? I feel like the Raiders are going to be uh, okay with waiting until after the Super Bowl to talk to Clint Kubiak, but they've already kind of got that set in their mind that that's going to be their guy. I just I don't feel like there's any other reason for them to wait, and I don't think that there's a sense of urgency like they have to get their guy right now. I mean, they've got guys in Mobile, Alabama with Champ Kelly and others from the, uh, the coaching staff and the, the, um, the scouting staff. So they don't really need uh, the offensive coordinator there right now. They've got an idea of what they want to do. AP and Tom Telesco are still back in Vegas at uh, the Intermountain Health Performance Center. They're going through what they're going through, really the current roster. So I don't think that it's 100% like imperative that they have the offensive coordinator right now. So in theory, they could wait till after the Super Bowl and – you know, then get Clint Kubiak then. And matter of fact, he never has to leave Vegas. <laughs> and technically, right? I mean, the 49ers, they're practicing at the UNLV practice facility, which is an amazing facility. But he'll already be in Vegas. As soon as the Super Bowl's over, AP and Telesco can go and talk to him. Boom, sign on the dotted line. He's offensive coordinator. And the one thing I like about that, why that he would be my favorite for the job now that I really sit down and think about it, and it's kind of something I talked about on my radio show on Wednesday, was the fact that, I know he's not the offensive coordinator in San Francisco. Of course, Kyle Shanahan's the guy calling the plays. But he was the offensive coordinator in Minnesota. 
He did call the play, so he's experienced. He had a really good running back in Dalvin Cook that he worked really well with, right? Had a really nice offense, right? I mean, there's no, I don't think there's any kind of question that Minnesota had a really good offense. Clint Kubiak could be a really good option for the Raiders and give that experience that AP doesn't have. And obviously, AP is working with the defensive side of things anyway. So it really could be a good marriage if that's the direction that they want to go. And that very well could be the reason why they have not hired an OC yet. Now, again, I go through all that, make everything make sense, and probably like two minutes now, you'll look at your watch and be like, oh, Raiders just hired their offensive coordinator, and then my whole theory went out the the, the window. But, again, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Uh, I feel like if it doesn't get done sooner rather than later, like I said, if they head into the weekend and they still haven't named their guy, uh, I, I really feel like that they're looking at Clint Kubiak, and that's the guy that they're focusing in on. Remember, the reports were that the Raiders were going to uh, name their guy early in the week. Well, it's beyond early in the week. At this point. So when it comes to the offensive coordinator and the Raiders, we just wait. Now, want to take you to Mobile, Alabama. Everyone who's everyone basically uh, from the NFL is there for the Senior Bowl. A couple days of practices are in the are, are in the books already. Vinny Bonsignor from the RJ and, of course, uh, the Morning Tailgate on Raider Nation Radio 920. He's there, boots on the ground. I've been kind of following along with what he's got to say, and he's been giving me some tips and letting me know, okay, this guy's shining, this guy's shining, this guy's shining. Well, on Wednesday, he took it a step further and was able to actually talk to some of the prospects that are doing pretty well there in Mobile, Alabama. So I wanted to go ahead and let you here for yourself from some of these guys. So let's go ahead and start out with the quarterback position. Michael Penix out of Washington. Uh, he had an opportunity to catch up with Vinny Bonsignor at the Senior Bowl on Wednesday. Here's that quick conversation. Michael, the uh, Raiders obviously could be on the lookout for a quarterback. Have you had a chance to sit down and talk with them at all? And if so, how did that go? Yeah, my, um, I, I believe all of us, we, we pretty much talked to almost every team. You know, They allowed us to be able to get in front of almost uh, all 32 teams. And uh, it's been amazing, you know, just to be able to be around them and uh, just show show our skill sets, you know, not just on the field, but off the field as well, you know, uh, in the meeting rooms and stuff like that. You know, it's been it's been great, and uh, I've been excited and um, enjoying the opportunity. What was your goal coming into this week? I uh, just showed that I love to compete. You know, I showed that how much I love this sport, you know, how, how much I'm willing to compete at the highest level, you know, and um, you know, that's, that's what I love to do. I've always been competing my whole life, and uh, I'm, I'm going to continue to keep competing, and I just wanted to show that, you know, make my command, my presence felt, you know, in, uh, in, every, in every room that I step in. You've put yourself beyond the injuries, you know, with your last two years, but has that come up at all, and what are you expecting that those conversations to be like with, with teams? Yeah, I mean, it, can, it comes up, you know, but at the same time, you know, I, I've been healthy these last two these last two seasons, um, I feel good right now. I'm healthy right now out there, showing them right now that I'm I am healthy. I'm I'm ready to compete, willing to compete. Uh, I've met with Dr. Elatrash. You know, he gave me the thumbs up. He he seen my my body, looked at my MRIs and stuff like that. So. Um, at that point, it's not up to me. So there you go, Michael Penix. I thought Vinny did a really good job asking him about the injuries at the end, and he said, look, I'm healthy. I've been healthy the last two years. The doctors have checked me out, and they said I'm good to go. Now, obviously, when he gets to the combine, they're going to do the same thing. When he goes on his visits, they're going to do the same thing, and that's going to be one of the biggest conversations, Michael Penix and his injuries. But from everything that I've read, everything I've heard, he's done really well at the Senior Bowl. He's been one of the better quarterbacks. Bo Nix still hasn't shined. But I really don't have a whole lot of concern about him not shining at this point. I think because these, court, these quarterbacks are getting with these wide receivers and they haven't uh, had any kind of chemistry with them, 
that they'll probably get better and better throughout the course of the week. And by the time the game comes on Saturday, they'll really shine. And if you remember going back to when Derek Carr was at the Senior Bowl, he really shined during the game, and it was really windy, and he showed a really strong arm and, and played really well for the team that he was on, and the Raiders ended up drafting him. So uh, as long as they play well, I think that the game is probably more important for the quarterbacks than it is for other positions. Uh, for the most part, the practices are what really matter. But that was Michael Penix and Vinny Bonsignor right there at the Senior Bowl. Now, uh, there's another young man that's shining, and he's on the defensive side of things out of Toledo, Quinion Mitchell, the cornerback. Man, this guy, he very well could be uh, earning himself a first-round grade, and I think a lot of people have him as a first-round cornerback, maybe even the first quarterback taken off the board. There's going to be some real good corners in this draft, but uh, Vinny made sure he caught up with Quinion Mitchell for a couple minutes. Here he goes. You came here, obviously, from, from Toledo. You got guys like Notre Dame and Michigan and Ohio State here. Um, to be able to hold it up for your conference, for your, for your school, uh, what does it mean just being here? And not only just being here, but you've been kind of dominating as well. Yeah, so, uh, you know what I'm saying, it's a little stereotype, you know what I'm saying, group of five and power five. So just showing that, you know what I'm saying, it's some dogs in power five. It's some guys who can come in and compete, uh, you know what I'm saying, at any level versus anybody. So that's what I'm trying to show. What was your goal coming into uh, into this week? To dominate, you know what I'm saying, to come in and, you know what I'm saying, impose my will, to, to leave a difference, to make a mark. So that, that was my goal coming in. Obviously, it's good on good um, at this here at this level and in, in this setting. Um, the fact that you are playing as well as you are against you know competition that's going to be in the NFL along with you. Um, how does that make you feel that you've been able to kind of come up here and, and, and show what you're doing? Nah, nah, this, this is what I expect. I, come, I really came up here to you know saying to dominate, but I, I really been having a lot of fun right. too on the field. I mean, you know, so just having fun, just balling. So, it's obviously an NFL setting and kind of a replicates what a, what a game week is going to look like. Yeah. Um, were, you, were you anxious to get into that kind of a setting and see if it's a little bit different or a little the same? And what has it been? I mean, it kind of reminds me of like a fall camp schedule. You know what I'm saying? You football all day. So that's what I'm kind of comparing it to. So, yeah. So that guy has really been shining. I mean, he's gone out there. He comes from a smaller school in Toledo. and He's going out there to try to be a myth buster. Right. Hey, just because I'm from a smaller school, don't play. Don't mean I play small. And he is going out there and he is really shining. So a couple guys right there in Penix and Quinion Mitchell that both are doing really well, really building their stock uh, for the upcoming draft in April. Uh, Vinny had an opportunity to catch up with. Now, uh, one of the guys who might be one of the best players in the draft, a guy that I think is already slotted to go, you know, top 10. That is the outside linebacker, edge rusher, whatever you want to call him, out of UCLA. Uh, by the time April comes around, the draft comes around, I'm going to say his name like it's nothing, right? I'm going to say his name like it's John Smith, but it's Leatu Latu. I'm getting better. I'm getting better. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's been a couple days on the struggle bus, but I'm getting better. Leatu Latu. Got an opportunity to catch up with Vinny, and he's actually talked to the Raiders and talked to Mad Max Crosby, check this out. It was really just to showcase that, you know, I'm the most dominant pass rusher and obviously I have a lot of things to work on to keep growing, but we show that I'm a dominant pass rusher and that, you know, these teams, you know, take a chance on me and I'll show them what I can do and, and bring my pass rush skills and everything else on the field and my tenacity to that team. When it's good on good the way it is uh, here. Um, it's good on good all the time. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So um, how has that helped your game? Really just shows that I can compete with the best of the best and, um, you know, not really trying to do too much out there, but I mean, just showcasing the, my abilities and being able to go against, you know, the best alignment. I feel like on the national team, we really have the best alignment in right. all of college football. And, you know, being able to go up against them every day, I'm continuously getting better, continuously growing and learning more about myself. Have you met with the Raiders yet? And I know that. What, what were your thoughts about maybe potentially playing on the same defensive line as Max Crosby? I mean, it's great. I got to, I talked with him on the phone last night a little bit, and he's been watching, you know, my past year's clips. And, I mean, they were meeting with them. They were talking about me being on the other side. And I just, that would be a dream come true, really, because I, I emulate 
play my game off Max Crosby and really look up to him and really try to take moves from him. And the way he plays ball is, is really just different. So I thought that was really cool. The fact that, you know, Max Crosby now has earned the right to guys that are coming up in, in college and are about to enter the NFL, like Aleatu Latu, are saying, I model my game after him. Right, It wasn't too long ago when Max Crosby was modeling his game after someone else. Now all of a sudden, Max Crosby has earned so much respect around the league and around football in general that now guys are like, yeah, I, I play like you know, Max Crosby. I want to, um, you know, model my game after Max. I remember Tyree Wilson at the Combine last year, you know, before he was ever a Raider. I remember talking to him. He's like, man, I would love to play with Max Crosby, man. Both of our wingspans would be awesome. Like, he is a household name. He is someone that guys look up to now. That is really cool. But thought it was great that the Raiders met with Leatu Latu and, uh, you know, also put Max Crosby on the phone. And uh, so it got, gave him an opportunity to talk to him. And, you know, he's even talking about playing across from Max and how awesome that would be. So a few sounds from the Senior Bowl uh, from Michael Penix, Quinion Mitchell, and Leatu Latu. Coming up in segment number two, Justin Mello from the Draft Network. There was a few players that uh, I specifically asked him about in my interview that I had with him on Wednesday on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. You'll hear that sound. You'll hear the breakdowns from those players. You'll hear them coming up in segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Before we get to any of that, though, I do want to tell you about the title sponsor of the show, which is LinkedIn Jobs. And of course, every time a new year starts, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? It's almost like a football team trying to figure out what they did in 2023 and can make themselves better in 2024. LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, and that's a billion with a B, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have the that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. They also know that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is quick, and easy. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I also want to tell you about DoorDash. And man, it's been a minute since I actually used DoorDash. No doubt, no joke. But on Sunday for the championship games, the wife's like, well, what do you want to eat? And we went through a couple things. We're like, well, maybe this, maybe that. No. All right, let's get Grimaldi's. So we ended up, no, we actually didn't. We were going to get Grimaldi's and we changed our mind. We got Pizza Rock. That's right. But what we did do that we agreed on that I know about is we used DoorDash. It was really cool. Uh, we were able to do that. Got a couple of nice pizzas for the games. Got a salad. Uh, got some wings. All that good stuff. And it was all by way of DoorDash. And you know what we did? Well, you know what I did? I downloaded the app on my phone. I did it myself and I got 50% off the $10 value, which was a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCK23, subject to change, terms apply. Now, she uses DoorDash all the time. Uh, I don't use it on my phone. I don't have it because I let her do it, but I wanted to get the discount. So that's how we worked that out together. So all you got to do is download the DoorDash app, enter the code LOCK23, subject to change, terms apply. You'll get 50% off the up to $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. So you got to, you know, whatever it is you want to get, whatever it is you want to eat, it doesn't matter. Meals, pizza, it could be anything, anything local, even groceries, they have that available for you as well. DoorDash makes it super 
easy to use, super easy to download. Again, get 50% off of the $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCK23. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, that's 50% off of $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download. You got to download the DoorDash app, enter the code LOCK23. Subject to change, terms apply. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Want to jump into not the whole conversation I had with Justin Mello from the Draft Network. He's fantastic, so really good breakdown. He covers the, the NFL draft all year long. He doesn't just jump into it at the end of January, the beginning of February, whatever like we're doing, right? I mean, because we obviously have to go throughout the course of the season and talk about the games, and that's what really is the focus. But when it hits the offseason, it's full throttle. It's draft time. So Justin Mello is always very accessible. Uh, he does the draft network. He's fantastic and always is all over these prospects from small schools to big schools. So I had an opportunity to catch up with him on my radio show on Wednesday, and I just wanted to point out a few of the players that he had to talk about. And off top, let's go ahead and talk about Quinion Mitchell. Again, he's a cornerback. You heard from him in segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Comes out of Toledo. Uh, I asked him about him because the guy's a playmaker. I talked about him on Wednesday's show here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. Well, here's Justin Mello talking about Quinion Mitchell, the cornerback out of Toledo. Quinion Mitchell, the cornerback out of Toledo. He's got a lot of ball production, man. Six interceptions, a couple touchdowns in his career there at Toledo. What can you tell us about Mitchell and the ball production that he has? Yeah, you're talking about a, a guy that I think has a chance to be the first cornerback drafted, right? I, I don't think we're given that enough uh, a leeway because you look at this class, there are a lot of question marks at the top, right? Is it Kool-Aid McKinstry? Is it Terrion Arnold, one of the Alabama corners? Is it Clemson's uh, Nate Wiggins? I would put Missouri's Ennis Rakestraw Jr. in the mix as well. But I do think when it's all said and done, um, that Quinion Mitchell is going to be the first or the second corner off the board. I mean, he's arguably been the best defender in Mobile, uh, and that really doesn't shock me. I, I featured him way back in November on the Draft Network through an exclusive in your interview. This kid's a playmaker, as you said. I mean, I think 50 career PBUs, a ton of interceptions to his name. He's locking guys down. I mean, I always say this. Those one-on-one -on -one drills at the Senior Bowl, okay, receiver versus corner, those are slanted towards the receiver in my opinion, right? That's a tough spot to put a corner in, right? You don't have a, an active pass rush getting after the quarterback uh, outside of team drills. That's a really tough spot, right, for a corner to be in, in those one-on-ones. And he's winning most of them. You know, any guy that's able to slant that in his favor is the real deal. And he is the real deal. He's got exceptional size. He's a press man corner all day long. When I, when I spoke to him and I asked him about that press first zone, he goes, man, it was sink or swim at Toledo. We played press man coverage. I want to be on an island. I thought he took it too far. He said, let's play cover zero. Let's be aggressive <laughs> and play cover zero. I want to play man across the board. I don't need any help. So, But that's going to appeal to a lot. Of, there are a lot of teams going to go into this draft looking for a number one press man corner. A lot of them can use one. I look at Jacksonville. I look at Philadelphia. I look at Pittsburgh. All of them, you know, picking within those first 22 picks or so. All of them desperately need corners right now. So I, I don't think Quinion Mitchell is going to last very long on draft weekend. So there you go. He's talking about he could be the very first cornerback taken off the off the board. And he mentioned others that are really good. And, of course, I you know, anytime there's a, a Bama player, you know I'm going to always show them some love. So, you know, Arnold's available. Kool-Aid's available. Uh, there's multiple guys that can go get it done. But Quinion Mitchell's really making a name for himself. He's got the, uh, the ball skills, right? He's had a, plenty of uh, interceptions, plenty of 
pass breakups he had in college, showing that he can do it on the higher level and really showing out so far at the Senior Bowl. Sticking with the defensive side of things, talked about him in segment number one. You heard from him quickly. He met with the Raiders already. He talked to Max Crosby. That's Leatu Latu out of UCLA by way of Washington, a guy who actually had to do the the medical, not red shirt, but the medical retire. Here's uh, Justin Mello talking about Leatu Latu, and it's funny what he calls him because I said, hey, I'm going to mess up his name. There's no doubt about it. What you should know him as is, in my opinion, the best pass rusher in this class. Facts. Now, we all know <laughs> the medicals are going to be big okay they're gonna matter he has to medically retire at one point but he came back this year he was outstanding uh he was outstanding this season what i mean to say there outstanding i think back remember the kid jalen phillips we did the same thing with him okay he had to medically uh, retire at one point but he came back he got a clean bill of health he was outstanding in his final year there i believe at miami uh went in the first round where he absolutely deserves to go okay and you know what he hasn't had a lot of injury issues since he popped in the league. He had an Achilles this year. You and I both know, Q, that's a freak accident, okay? Yep, yep. And it's happening a lot on these turf fields, and it happened on a turf field, right? One that's taken a lot of Achilles over the years. I think it was the New York Jets, unforgiving, mm-hmm. happened to Aaron Rodgers earlier in the year, okay? So that had nothing to do with the, with the medical concerns on Jalen Phillips. He's been extremely productive uh, since entering the league as a first-round pick. The Dolphins do not regret rolling the dice on him. And whoever drafts lot two will not regret rolling the dice on him either because you're getting the best pass rusher in this class. He's my number one ranked edge. You watch him on tape. The motor never stops running hot. His hands are always working. They're extremely active. Uh, I'm a very technical pass rusher. He's got enough speed to bend, turn the corner, win the arc. Huge, huge fan of this kid. Uh, I'd have him going in the top 10. In all honesty, I don't think he'll go there. Uh, but that's where I would be comfortable taking him because I think he's a double-digit sack artist at the next level. So there you go. It's a pretty funny joke, man, on my radio show on Wednesday. So many people were texting in. I was like, Hugh, this is how you say his name. And they're trying to, uh, you know, write it out so I can figure it out. And, yeah, man, you know, look. <laughs> you know your boy's got problems at times, but I'll take that. But Leatu Latu, uh, I'll tell you what, the more he keeps shining in practices, what he did at UCLA, what he's going to do at the Combine, all that pro day, all that good stuff, He'll be a household name. Like I said, he'll be like John Smith. It'll be that simple to say his name because, well, you'll have to say his name that many times because he's playing at such a high level. And he's a guy that looks like he could be an absolute game wrecker for whatever team decides they're going to draft him and probably will end up being a top 10 pick in the first round of the draft. That's amazing. From a guy who medically retired to a guy who's got an opportunity now to be a top 10 pick in this April's NFL draft. Switching over to the offensive side of things, how about the big uglies in the trenches, the offensive linemen? Justin Mello and myself started talking about Tyler Guyton, uh, the offensive tackle out of, uh, out of Oklahoma, a guy that I think if the Raiders were to stick there at 13, uh, possibly you could grab him and slide him into that right tackle spot and hold it down for the next 10 years. But here's myself and Justin Mello talking about Tyler Guyton from Oklahoma. Is it pretty clear that Tyler Guyton out of uh, Oklahoma is going to be a guy that's taken in the first round as well? Oh, oh <laughs> absolutely. I mean, oh, God. Like, I interviewed this kid a couple weeks ago. And, uh, you know, we, we hit it off. We bonded. I said to him, Tyler, I'm going to say something to you. And then I want you to tell me what, 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 if, what I think is right. I said, Tyler Guyton is an easy mover, incredibly athletic, light, nimble on his feet. Shouldn't move as great as he does. Uh, climb to the second and third level. Those are your favorite plays. I can tell on, uh, by the tape that I've seen. You love climbing to the second level. Oklahoma ran a lot of those plays where he peeled across the backside, got over to the tight end and, and climbed to the corners and the safeties. That's your favorite place to run. Uh, athleticism is at the forefront of your skill set. And he was just quiet for about 10 seconds. He said, wow, you hit the nail on the head, Justin. <laughs> I don't know that I could have said it better myself in terms of my own scouting report. Look, 
he has as high of a ceiling as any tackle in this class. Okay, I felt that way, and it's funny. Jim Nagy told me the same thing in a conversation, and I'm very high on the Joe Alts and the Olu Fashanus, you know, the perceived top 10 picks in this class. Tyler Dyan has a feeling as high as any of them. That's no disrespect to them. It's a compliment to Tyler Dyan, okay? Because it's rare to see an athlete on tape the way, like, this is, the athleticism is off the charts, man. I, I can't say enough about it. Now, some of the technical stuff is a work in progress. I think right now he's better in pass pro than he is as a run blocker. He'd admit that himself. I think the timing, placement of his hands, punch, all that, it needs to get a little bit better. And it will get better through NFL coaching, okay? Once you get him in there with a room with an offensive line coach, and all, most of them are good, right? All, essentially all 32 of them know what they're doing. You're going to work on that stuff. You know what you can't teach? It's the athleticism. It's the foot speed, right? The reactive athleticism, the ability to recover when you do have a, a lapse in technicality because you're such a great athlete. So, yeah, there's no doubt about it. This kid's going in the first round. Uh, you can't put him high enough. It, it, top 10 is within the realm of possibility. Top 15 Surely he's going very, very high. So you could tell that Justin's very high on Guyton as well and uh, really was able to break down his film and have a nice sit-down conversation with him. And uh, he's another guy that, you know, if you look at it and uh, the Raiders don't go quarterback and there's no guarantee that they're going to go quarterback, they could decide to build the trenches up even more, right? The last staff really built up the defensive side of things when it comes to the, comes to the trenches, you know, but the, they didn't really address the offensive line too much. This staff could say, you know what, we're going to build up the, the, the offensive line. We're going to give the quarterback an opportunity to stand upright and not have to be under duress all the time. We're going to open up some holes for Jacobs and Zamir White and whoever's running the ball back there. Tyler Guyton very well could be the right tackle of the future for the silver and black. You, you combine him with Colton Miller, that could be a nice, those could be nice anchors right there on the left side and the right side. Final soundbite I want you to hear from Justin Mello from the Draft Network, who was a guest on my radio show, Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920 on uh, Wednesday is about the quarterbacks, right? Can't let him get away without talking about the quarterbacks, even though I saved them for last here. Uh, here he is, Justin Mello, talking about the quarterbacks with a focus on Bo Nix and Michael Penix, but he doesn't just stick to those two, but he has a big extreme you know, focus on Nix and Penix. Here he is, Justin Mello. Well, I'll say, I, I think this is the best overall crop of quarterbacks the senior bowl has had in quite some time. You know, last year, the overall group wasn't as impressive uh, but this year, I mean, getting Bo Nix and Michael Pettis Jr. down there, what an outstanding job by Jim Nagy and his staff. You're talking about two quarterbacks who are potential first-round picks. And I like some of the other ones that, uh, down there, too. Spencer Rattler has shown a lot of growth, a lot of maturity over the years at South Carolina. I think he sort of rehabilitated his career in his pre-draft stock, so to speak. I like Michael Pratt, the kid out of Tulane, uh, who's down there. And, you know, you're looking for the Brock Purdy types nowadays. Michael Pratt is someone with elite pre-snap, uh, you know, football IQ, uh, incredible accuracy, knows how to put touch on the ball, take it on, take it off kind of thing. Really, really smart quarterback. So a great group this year. They're going to get better as the week goes on. I saw some people overreacting to Tuesday's practice. Uh, look, if you've been around as long as I've been, that first Tuesday, <laughs> that's always a bit of a tough period for the quarterbacks. They're working through some things. We just went through the install period. Give them a little leeway. They're just acclimating to these receivers. You know, there's a lot that goes into that. They always get better as the week goes on, and I expect that to be true for both Michael Penix and Bo Nix. I'm high on both of them. I think both of them are potential first-round picks. They're very different prospects, right? I mean, Bo Nix is a dual-threat guy. He knows how to use his legs to extend the play. I think he's got a little Ryan Tannehill to his game, and I'm talking, you know, 
2019 AFC Championship game, Ryan Tannehill. 2020, Ryan Tannehill, who averaged, you know, spearheaded an offense that averaged 30 points per game. I see some of that in Bo Nix's game. With Michael Penix, we know what the selling points are, right? They're elite deep ball placement, elite accuracy. Um, he's probably the best deep ball thrower in this class. And that was routinely on display at Washington, helped taking them to a national championship game. So I'm a fan of both of them. I don't know um, that they go in the first. I think they're, it's going to be close. You know, if you're a team in that 25 to 32 range, maybe we get a trade up to get that fifth year option. As of now, I think I have both of them going in the second, mm. but it certainly wouldn't stun me if, if, if both of them went in the first round. So there you go. There's Justin Mello talking about the quarterback position, talking about you know what he thinks that they're going to do, and they're going to continue to get better, as I mentioned, throughout the course of the week. So some really good stuff right there. And uh, as he said, this is the best quarterback class that the Senior Bowl has had in quite a while. And it's really good that all these scouts, including the Raiders, including Champ Kelly and company, are down there in Mobile to get a firsthand, you know, look at these guys uh, led by Bo Nix and, of course, Michael Penix, both two guys that I think would be in play for the Raiders at 13 if they do decide they can't trade up and go get, you know, one of the top three quarterbacks, but they'll wait for one to fall to them. I think both will be available at 13. And honestly, I think both would be good with the Raiders. They're different quarterbacks. They're not the same style, but I think they both could thrive with the silver and black. As long as you know how you're going to use them, you got a plan for them, I think they both would be really good. So that's what I got for you for seven number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. A little bit of uh, sound right there from my guy Justin Mello from the Draft Network, who was a guest on my radio show, Unnecessary Roughness, on Raider Nation Radio 920. Coming up in segment number three, your calls and text draft that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Before we get to that, though, I do want to tell you about Prize Picks, which is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports as you against the numbers. You're not battling against thousands of players, pros, sharks, none of that. You pick more than or less than two to six player stat projections, and you watch the winnings roll in. Well, we know football season is just about over, right? Basketball season is here. You can definitely pick up a couple a couple players from football if you want to be a part of that, uh, but there's more to it, right? You could play uh, alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like Meek Mills. He's part of that. Comedian Andrew Schultz, he's part of that. They got community plays. They got promo tabs they got a big prize picks community so they can do that as well i love the reboot policy i tell you about them all the time your entries stay in place even if one of your players gets injured football basketball games it's all good if a player who exits the game in the first half doesn't come back in the second the players rebooted just like that prize picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with the injury insurance policy right now check it out go to prizepicks.com slash locked on nfl use code locked on nfl for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars that's prizepicks.com slash locked on nfl use promo code locked on nfl for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy your locked on raiders your daily podcast on the las vegas raiders part of the locked on podcast network your team Every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts. You're off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Let's start things off with Raider Wells in Kansas City. He's calling to talk or ask about what the Raiders could do at 13 if they stay right where they are. Here he is, Raider Wells out of KC. Hey, Q, just wanted to call in. Love listening to your show. Uh, this is Raider Wells from the 816 here in Kansas City in enemy territory. Uh, really, I just... Uh, I like the idea of going up and getting our guy, um, depending on how much that's going to cost, obviously. Um, but I did have a question. If we stay put, 
Is there somebody else aside from a quarterback that you see us trying to go out and get, maybe to solidify the line uh, or an interesting prospect that you think could be coming this way, um, sitting there at 13? Um, obviously, I would still like to trade up, but if if history sees it like we have seen it, um, we may not do exactly what we as the fans like to do. So wanted to call in and get your take on that. Um, just let me know what you think. Awesome. Thank you for the call, my man. I appreciate you. And look, I think the Raiders could do a lot at 13, right? I've talked about it quite a bit. Uh, they can grab a quarterback like Penix. They can grab a quarterback like Bo Nix if they fall. I do think that they'll be there. Hell, Justin Mello thought that they're going to be there in the second round. I think that they're going to go higher than that, but you never know. So at 13, they might be able to be there, right? They can go after a corner. Uh, Terion Arnold from Bama. Uh, J.C. Latham, offensive tackle from Bama. Uh, Leatu Latu, outside linebacker from UCLA if he's still there. Byron Murphy, the defensive tackle from Texas. That's just to name a few guys, and those are a few guys that I'm focusing on that are just there uh, at the Senior Bowl outside of uh, Latham them and Arnold but uh, there's a lot of different options at 13 man you're not in a bad position at all there's going to be a lot of good talent there so depending on what they want to do they want to build the trenches they can they want to get a corner they can they want to get you know a big time wide receiver this draft is loaded with wide receivers but if they want to do that they can do that as well there's a lot of different options for them at 13 if they choose to to stick and pick right and that would be okay Again, uh, it's, it, the draft doesn't end after your first pick so there's multiple things that you can do and really if you get the picks right you can really build that team up. So, Raider Wells, thanks so much for that call. I appreciate you. Up next, got a text from Frank out of Albuquerque. He says, hey, Q, it's Frank from Albuquerque. I got a comment on your obsession with the mobile quarterback. Why can't the OC just plan run, pass, option, play? An option play, sprinkle some play action. Then sprinkle what a guy like O'Connell does best, which is pass. There's, way to keep, there's ways to keep that defense looking out for the quarterback run and keep them a bit more honest. Also, can't they practice on seeing the openings for runs? Can't they pull film and show them opening or pro probability of opening based on a defense he sees pre-snap? I never understood this, especially when I would watch Carr with daylight ahead and he wouldn't run and would take the sack. Maybe you can clear it up. Thanks. That's Frank from Albuquerque. Thanks for the text. I do appreciate you. And Frank, I don't think that I have an obsession with mobile quarterbacks. I have an opinion on mobile quarterbacks. I have a preference of mobile quarterbacks. It's not an obsession. It's just my opinion, right? I just think that that's what the Raiders need is a guy that can get out of harm's way. A guy that could pick up a few yards, pick up a first down, or pick up the yards that Derek Carr, as you mentioned, your words, not mine, wouldn't pick up, would end up taking a sack. Look, it's one of those things, man. I, I, I don't know how to describe it where it makes sense if it doesn't already make sense. It's like a basketball player, right? You're talking about can't they just show him on film and can't they just fake it and pretend like he's going to run? Look, in basketball – if you're a guy that can't shoot a three-pointer, but yet you stand out by a three-point line, guess what I'm going to do as a defender? I'm not going to guard you because I don't believe that you can make it. And even if you make it once in a while, all right, well, so be it. He can't do it consistently. He's not very good. If you don't have a shot, you don't have a shot. That's kind of how it is if you're not a guy that's willing to run. They'll allow you. They won't spy you. They won't worry about the RPO because, well, this guy doesn't run. Yeah, he can do an RPO, but guess what he's going to do? He's going to hand the ball off. You just Tigers can't change their stripes. It's not a bad thing. That's who Aiden O'Connell is. It's fine. He's gotten to the NFL being him, right? I'm not asking him to change who he is. I'm asking the Raiders to go get a guy that I feel I could do more and be better for the team. It's not an obsession. It's 2024, and I just think the team needs better, right? I mean, when Jalen Hurts was coming out, Derek Carr was still the quarterback, right? I said I thought that that should be the guy. I said it multiple times. It's not an obsession. It was just like I thought that was the guy that was best for the team. That's all I do here. There's nothing I'm obsessed with, right? I mean, it's really not. 
Uh, I mean, my job, which is probably a sickness, but okay, I'll take that. I'll, 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 I'll run with that. But there's no player or no, you know, certain style of, of player that I'm obsessed with. It's just what I think the team needs. So I don't know if that even clears anything up or makes any sense, but it's just the kind of quarterback that I think that the Raiders need. Derek Carr wouldn't run because Derek Carr wouldn't run. He broke his ankle back in 2016, and every ounce of him that used to run decided that ain't for me. I ain't going to do it no more, right? And even John Gruden tried to convince him to do it, and he did it a little bit. But, it's again, when, when, when everything is live, when guys are flying around you, it's hard for you to revert to back to what you practice. It's, it's going back to what you know, if that makes sense. But thanks so much for the text. I do appreciate you. Up next, got a call from Raider X. He's calling to talk about the quarterback. Not really about the quarterback, but the guy that's supposed to have the great relationship with the quarterback. That's the offensive coordinator. No, oh, by the way, the Raiders don't have one yet. Here he is, Raider X. Hey, Q, this is Raider X. Hello, everybody talking about, uh, you know, the future of the quarterback and all that sort of talk. Why? Because it's all about improving the offense. So I wanted to get back to the offensive coordinator. What's going on with the offensive coordinator? Is it just because... You know, Clint Kubiak is is just a done deal, and the Raiders are going to make him an offer that they cannot refuse, and they're comfortable to wait after the Super Bowl? Or is it that they just believe that uh, they're going to roll the dice and they already know what Kingsbury has and uh, uh, he's their fail-safe? I'd like to get your thoughts because I think it's all about the OC and the comfortability or what they know they're getting in there because uh, you got to figure there's a lot of scouting going on. we got to get some philosophies out there. So I want to get your feedback and get some insight. Thank you for the call. I appreciate you. And, and you know, that's kind of my feeling, man. Uh, you know, if they don't name a guy by Friday, heading into the weekend, kind of like what I talked about in segment number one, I kind of feel like Kubiak's going to be the dude, right? And, again, that's not from anyone telling me that. That's not from any kind of inside source. That's nothing. That's just, you know, just basic math, right? There's no reason, in my opinion, why they haven't made a hire if there's already a guy that they've interviewed they feel comfortable with. Right. Maybe they're checking their list and they're going through it twice. Maybe they'll, you know, make the hire by Friday. I, I don't know. But it just feels like if it heads into the weekend, it's almost like the inevitable that they're waiting till uh, after the Super Bowl to go ahead and offer Clint Kubiak the job because they're comfortable with him. And as I mentioned in segment number one, with his with his uh, you know, track record and with the fact that he's experienced like that, it might actually be the best guy for the job. It took me a minute to kind of put those two and two together, but it actually when it's all said and done. Makes a lot of sense. Raider X, thanks so much for the call. I do appreciate you. Uh, got time for a couple more. How about this text from Raider Rick in Long Beach? Said, what's up, Q? It's Raider Rick from Long Beach. Thank you for the great Raiders content. If we get Cleve Kingsbury, Michael Mayer might be expendable. Kingsbury doesn't feature the tight end much. We might be able to trade a third-round pick and Mayer for Justin Fields. Let's make that move and draft an offensive tackle like Fashanu from Penn State in the first round and get a cornerback to pair with Jack Jones in the second round. I believe these moves will make the Raiders a much better team right away. One more thing, let's bring in a free agent defensive tackle to help along with the defensive front. Again, I appreciate all that you do for Raider Nation. Peace. That's Raider Rick out of Long Beach, the LBC. And, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think that Michael Mayer is going anywhere. I just don't, right? I think that we started to see what he could be. I know that AP really likes him, and I definitely believe that they want to use him. And if you go back to AP and his teams that he played on in the Giants, right, they had a stud uh, tied in in Jeremy Shockey. I don't think that they're going to get rid of Michael Mayer. I do. I could see them packaging a, a player and, and a pick or whatever the case may be to go and make a move, and maybe Justin Fields is the guy that they're looking at, right? I mean, he, he could be uh, the veteran quarterback that they're feeling and uh, want to try to you know see what they can get out of him, see if they can resurrect his career, or they might go and just try to go get their guy, 
uh, you know, their guy out of, uh, out of the draft and really feel like that they can mold him and fit him with what they've got going on. I mean, there's a lot of different options that they have, but I do like what you're talking about with the big-time cornerback to pair with Jack Jones because Jack Jones is the guy that gets after the ball. We've seen that. Uh, he's a really smart corner. He's under contract for a couple years at a very minimal price. So, yeah, they would be really good if they can get a couple uh, young dudes, right? And they have a couple dudes right now. Maybe someone will step up, but uh, it would be nice if they were to be able to grab a guy that could complement Jack Jones really well and they feel comfortable with those two guys. And now all of a sudden you got your bookend corners for years to come as well. And that free agent defensive tackle, yeah, that's a possibility. Vinny has talked about that many times, that it could be Chris Jones. The Raiders have enough cash in hand now, not talking about salary cap space, enough cash in hand where they could make a run at Chris Jones if they wanted to, to be that guy. And you know that Chris Jones could get to the quarterback from the interior. That would be a big deal. And I'm sure he would love to get after Patrick Mahomes, especially if the price is right from the silver and black. So that's an option that Vinny's thrown out there many times. And I would have no problem seeing Chris Jones in the middle of that line. When you got Max Crosby on one side, you got, uh, you know, Tyree Wilson out there. You got uh, Malcolm Kuntz out there. That would make a hell of a, defensive line for the Raiders and I think that that's one Antonio Pierce would love to have uh, let's get one more call in as we close out today's show uh, here on this first of the month uh, February 1st 2024 this is from Travis in the 619 that's San Diego California calling to talk about the quarterbacks Bo Nix and Michael Penix and has a hypothetical to go along with the convo about those QBs here he is Travis in the 619 hey what's up Q this is Travis from 619 San Diego California um, my question for you, um, it's kind of like a hypothetical, but I truly believe Bo Nix and Michael Penix will be there for us at, what is it, pick 12 or 13 that we have. And I started to think about, I started watching tape and noticed that both of these guys are really talented. And then I started watching who they're throwing the ball to. And I realized, you know what, Devontae Adams is 32. You know, he's getting up there in age, obviously, but thinking about drafting his replacement and actually pairing those quarterbacks with their uh, former college teammates. For example, Bo Nix, you know, I've been watching Troy uh, Troy Franklin um, highlight tape, a solid guy, um, uh, fast, run out for the catch, uh, and you pair Bo Nix up and probably draft Franklin in the second or third round. I'm not sure what he's projected. And on the other side with Washington, you got Michael Penix and Jalen Polk. So another talented receiver. So both of these guys are a thousand yard receivers, uh, were successful on their teams. Um, very similar ability. Uh, Franklin's a bit faster, I believe. But I guess my question for you is out of these two scenarios, Bo Nix and, and Troy Franklin versus Michael Penix, and Jalen Polk, which do you prefer? Like I said, I think it's a chance we do draft Devontae Adams' replacement. And what better to pair a college quarterback that we see a future with and drafting, you know, their potential replacement as well? Uh, I play football most of my life, and I could tell you when I did play quarterback, there's nothing better than having chemistry with um your receivers out there and sometimes one particular receiver more than others. So I think you bring a guy in with chemistry, the quarterback receiver combo. I think you can, even though you may draft these receivers second, third round, I think they're going to play at a much higher level just because they play with the college, their college quarterback. 
obviously it's a hypothetical. It's all fun, but that's my question. Bo Nix and Troy Franklin versus Michael Penix and Jalen Pope. Who do you got? Love your show. Um, and keep up the good work. See ya. Penix and Pope. All right. I like that. Okay. Penix and Pope, Bo Nix and Troy Franklin. I like that. That's, that's really good. I, I like the hypothetical that you're on. And thank you for the call, Travis. Uh, you know, that's something that has happened across the league. Like selfishly, I don't want to see the Raiders trade Devontae Adams at all. Right. I don't. I like Devontae as a Raider. I think he does some really good things. But I understand the path that you're going down and, you know, talking about a quarterback and a wide receiver combo, and we've seen it, right? Like Devontae Smith is with Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia. They both were Bama boys. Joe Burrows with Jamar Chase. They were both LSU cats. Jalen Waddell, Tua, Bama boys, right? Even Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne, right? Clemson cats, right? I mean, it's just they, they do have that. that. That has happened quite a bit in the NFL, and it's just that familiarity and that comfort uh, with the young quarterback and their, you know, their weapons, guys that they play with in college. So I, I could definitely see that. I'll tell you this. You know, and, and it was this would obviously make probably Devontae Adams expendable, which I wouldn't be a big fan of. But what if, like, the, the Raiders were to, and again, this is just following your hypothetical, what if the Raiders were to go and get Roma Dunze out of Washington, right? Big-time wide receiver. And then find a way to get Michael Penix as well and, t- and combo those two guys together. And you know Rome could be that deep threat. He's got speed. He's got hands. He can go high point the ball. And you know the guy that could throw it? That dude, <laughs> Michael Penix, he, he'll 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 fire that bow and arrow up, right? So that's that's a combination. That's something that you could think about. I, I don't I don't mind that at all. But uh, yeah, I think that you're onto a nice little theory. And, and again, it's a good hypothetical, some fun to talk about, and it's something that I can't say no. It's out of the question because it's been done. As I pointed out, it's been done multiple times. But again, selfishly, I want to keep Devontae Adams with the silver and black. But again, that's me being selfish and probably being a little bit greedy. But that's just me. But that's all I got time for on today's show. Thanks so much. Definitely appreciate you. Coming up tomorrow, well, maybe we'll be talking about offensive coordinator. I think I said that every day this week. Maybe we'll be talking about offensive coordinator hire. Maybe we won't. You know, Again, we'll see what happens if it gets to the weekend or not. Uh, Regardless, we'll be talking about some form. Uh, We'll be talking about the Senior Bowl, Shrine Bowl, maybe some more players that are, are shining a little bit. I didn't get to catch up with Eric Galco on Wednesday. Maybe I'll get to catch up with him later this afternoon. We've been in communication, but we're trying to lock down uh, exact time. So we'll see what happens. But it's a fun time of year talking about, you know, hypotheticals, talking about different prospects that could potentially be Raiders when it's all said and done. Uh, It's trying to help put this team together for 2024. So until tomorrow, Raider Nation. Oh, and, you know, I didn't say it at the top of the show. I should have. Wake up, wake up, wake up. It's the first of the month. Hey, look, I got it in before the show's over, right? So until uh, tomorrow, Ready Nation, take care of yourself, take care of your family, love on your family. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby.